Welcome to our weekly devotion with Dr. Owen Anderson. This week, I wanted to look at Psalm 147. Psalm 147. And like many psalms, it simply begins by saying, praise the Lord. It's good to sing praises to our God, for it is pleasant and praise is beautiful. And that's a great summary of what we call the doxological focus. Praise the Lord. It just Praise just comes out of us as we see the beauty of God and we see his works and what they reveal about him. And praising God is also pleasant for us. It's, it's pleasant to be able to understand what God has done in the world, in creation and providence, in his works of redemption, to overcome sin, to bring us out of sin and death and establish us on the path of life. And it's a beautiful thing to, to hear others praising God. It, it should be, I would think, maybe our favorite thing to hear others praising God, to get to be part of public worship where we know the alternative, again, is sin and death and the activities that come out of death and contrasting that with being in public with other people praising God for what he's done. And then it says he builds up Jerusalem and he gathers the outcasts of Israel. So, this is, again, a redemptive claim. Think of Israel. These are the believers in the Old Testament, and the believers in the New Testament is the church. So there's continuity between those two instead of radical discontinuity between those two that, that uh, dispensationalism teaches. Uh, no, we see there's continuity. God is the one who builds up Jerusalem, who builds up the church, which is in Jerusalem, of course, at this time was where the temple was which is what teaches us about his redemptive work through vicarious atonement through the death of the lamb of God. So he builds up the church and he, and he is seeing that teaching. Now he's ruling over that church going out into the whole world. So he gathers together the outcasts of Israel, but then this is really the verse that stood out to me this week and why I wanted to speak about this Psalm verse three, he heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And it's interesting, that comes so early in the psalm. He heals the brokenhearted and binds up their wounds. And I wanted us to reflect especially on that verse. So 147 verse 3. Have you ever felt that way, brokenhearted in life? And downcast. Verse 2 about the outcasts of Israel. But verse 3 here, you may feel, feel that brokenhearted. Maybe you've gone through a significant event in life and it hasn't gone the way you want it, or something as a trial has befallen you, and you feel that uh, pain, well, he's the one who heals that. No one else can, and even if they tried, they wouldn't be able to. But we look to God in those times, and we learn how to see that God is the one healing that, healing that pain. And it says he binds up their wounds. And so you may feel wounded, as well. Perhaps, again, something in life has, has harmed you and wounded you, and you carry with you that bruise or a scar. And it says that he is the one who will bind up our wounds. He's the one that will heal the brokenhearted. And so I wanted to admonish us all to look to the Lord in those times. Now, that isn't a simple kind of magic trick where now you don't feel brokenhearted or your wound isn't there. It says he binds up the wound, so it will be healed. He heals the brokenhearted, but 
you need to look to the Lord for that. And that can take some time and it can be a process, but you know that you're in the hands of the perfectly loving God. And you know that even when we've fallen into trials, it's, it's for our own good. It's uh, fatherly discipline for us. So there's nothing that can separate us from the love of God and his purpose for us in our life to, to sanctify us as believers, to make us more holy. Back up to verse 1, praise is beautiful, and it's the holiness of God that is beautiful. And so when we praise God and we see that God has been working in our life to make us more holy the way he is perfectly holy, we see that even these things that at first seem like hindrances can actually work together. All things work together for the good of those that love God. Now, the psalm is a great psalm. I'm not stopping at verse 3 because that's it. There's, there's more to look at in the psalm. And so you might go through each verse and see how it builds up all the way uh, to this final statement, praise the Lord. Uh, verse 15, he sends out his command to the earth. His word runs very swiftly. It's affirming that the Lord is in charge. And then 19, he declares his word to Jacob. And his statutes and judgments to Israel. Remember, Jacob's name is changed to Israel when he's wrestling with that one. And, and he says, uh, let me go. And, and he even dislocates Jacob's hip by just touching it. So this is somebody who would easily defeat Jacob. But Jacob won't let go. And his name is changed to Israel, his redeemed name. And so he is the God of redemption for us. So go through the whole psalm. But what, what stood out to me that I want to go over with you is just this phrase, because I've, I've heard from people. I know there are people who are, who are struggling and have broken hearted or have wounds. And we need to look to the Lord. We need to learn what that even means, because that could be an empty saying. Look to the Lord. Pray to the Lord. Well, as Christians, we should fill those sayings with meaning, with depth of meaning. Take time to learn what does that mean to look to the Lord? And what does it mean to see him heal these pains. And in that process, I think you'll find yourself drawing closer and closer to the Lord in new ways and having greater and greater joy. And so at the end of that, you'll say, praise the Lord. It's good to sing praises to our God.